We're Missio Phoenix, a community of God's people learning to live in God's ways for the sake of our city. All throughout this month, through this season of what's called Advent, which just means awaiting the arrival of, we have been awaiting the arrival of our King, Jesus, who comes to rescue the whole world. And traditionally, historically, the church has reminded ourselves of that using four themes. And that's the purpose of the four candles. We've lit a candle each week leading up to this, and all four were lit this morning. Uh, Hope, peace, joy, and love. These things that come to us because of our coming King Jesus, who was born into this world. Uh, And this morning, we continue with a fifth candle, with our final candle, which is the Christ candle, that historically the church has remembered that the light of Jesus has shone into this world. And we started this morning with Anthony, who, by the way, nice jacket. I feel super underdressed now. I asked him if I could borrow that just while I stand up here. He was like, no, get your own. No, I'm just kidding. He was ready to take it off for me. But as, as Anthony read this morning from Isaiah 9, that a light will shine into the darkness. Hundreds and hundreds of years later, there was a man named Joseph and a woman named Mary, actually a very young girl named Mary, who had a baby born in a very poor town in kind of the middle of nowhere on this earth, in obscurity. And I want to read to us from Luke 2, what happens around this time. Verse 8, in the same region where this just happened, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. We now light this candle because the light of Christ has come into the world. This is the good news. This is why we're celebrating. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's that time of year. You got all kinds of things going on, right? You're spending way more money than you ever do the rest of the year. You filled your calendar with all kinds of things that you cannot possibly actually fulfill. And you're visiting extended family who are more like strangers because you don't see them the whole rest of the year. But you're thankful to see them this time of year, right? Right? Yeah. I remember uh, several years ago visiting some family members at Christmas time that we don't get to see very often. In fact, this was 10 years ago. Jonas and Cannon were just about four years old. Liam was a baby. I think he might have been sick because he and Bethany stayed home. And so Jonas and Cannon and myself, we went to my uncle's house. And everyone was excited to see these cute little four-year-old twins, right? 
They were much cuter back then, trust me. And so they were all gathering around them in the kitchen and talking with Jonas and Cannon. And they were excited to ask them questions about what they wanted for Christmas and what they were excited about. And my son's engaged in the conversation. And they talked about superheroes and Christmas stuff and toys. And Jonas and Cannon were answering questions and they were asking questions and they were listening. It was a good conversation back and forth for a while until after a few moments, Jonas said, guys, let's talk. And everyone kind of chuckled. They're like, Jonas, what do you think we've been doing the last several minutes? Like, we're literally talking right now. And he goes, no, 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 guys, let's talk about real stuff. Let's talk about Jesus. And I was like, I've done something right. (laughs) And everyone kind of gave like this awkward chuckle, right? (laughs) Oh, that's cute, cute little kid. And then the adults started talking to each other about other things that were more probably real for them, or maybe they were an escape. I don't know. Let's get out of that conversation. But my cousin, my seventh grade cousin at the time, she looked over at Jonas and Ken and said, I'll I'll talk with you guys about Jesus. And so they went over to a table at the side and Jonas and Cannon at four years old proceeded to share the story of the Bible with them. Share the good news that there's a God who created all things and who loves this world and he's intimately involved in it. It's his and he says it is good. And he created humans as these special creatures, these special unique parts of creation who, and no, they were not this eloquent, okay? They didn't say special parts of creation. But, but God created humans to represent him to the rest of his creation and to care for it and to enjoy it. But we rebelled. And instead of trying to follow in God's ways and to care for creation, we turned away from God who gave us life and we decided to do things in our own way. And because of that, sin entered the world and everything became broken and dark. We were separated from God. And in four-year-old language, they continued through the story and talked about how Jesus, though, God was not done with us. Jesus, God himself, came in the form of a human so that he could reunite us with God, so that he can make all things right in this world. I wish I could remember exactly how they said it, but I was very impressed. In my mind, that's exactly how they said it, right? And I'm listening to them and I'm going, man, they are far better messengers of good news than I am. They're far better preachers than I am. How often do I get caught up in just talking about all kinds of fluff and whatever is going on. And so I want to take a cue from my four-year-old missionary sons who are now 14. I know I don't look that old, but I have 14-year-old sons. I want to take a cue from them now about sharing good news. And I want to say, guys, let's talk. I know it's Christmas Eve. I know you got a lot going on. I know we don't have kids' classes this morning, and so there's a lot of stuff happening in this room right here to distract your attention, right? And I, and I know you got things you need to do today. Some of you still need to go out and finish buying presents. Some of you need to go home and clean, and you need to prepare for people coming over. Some of you have all kinds of things going on in your head right now. But, but guys, let's talk. Let's talk about real stuff. Let's talk about real Christmas. Let's talk about Jesus. It's that time of year where we're going out and we're filling our calendar and we're emptying our pockets, right? 
And, and we are getting together with family we haven't seen in a long time. We're getting together with people maybe we don't want to see, but people we long to see also. And we have all kinds of things going on. And there's beautiful decorations strung up throughout your house. And there's presents to be open. And there's delicious food that we're getting stuffed on and sweet treats. And there's cute little kids just wandering around the room. And all these things are good things. They're good things to enjoy, to celebrate, and to laugh with. But those things can distract our attention from the light of the world who is shown into this dark place. If you imagine kind of being in a dark room, and, and it's a little scary, right? And you're in the darkness by yourself. And so you pull the covers over your face and you just kind of bury yourself in there. You pull the comforter, you pull the sheets over. And what if a match were struck in that room? but you don't see the light because you've pulled the comfort over your eyes. You've pulled the cover over your eyes. And you won't let go of that comfort. You won't uncover to see the light that has pierced through the darkness. Guys, let's talk. That's what many of us do, not just at Christmas time, but throughout our lives, isn't it? That we hold on to our comforts and we bury our heads in them and we miss the light that has shone into the darkness. Let's not miss the light of Jesus. And guys, let's talk, maybe for some of you, you've you started to pull some of that out, right? And, and maybe you see a flicker of that light, but your eyes have not yet adjusted because you've been surrounded by this darkness for so long. We talk about peace and there's many in this room who struggle with anxiety, with depression, with the endless scrolling through social media on your phones at night, only to find yourselves comparing yourselves to a facade over and over and over again. Going home to tension in your household. Guys, let's talk. Some, some people don't know what that peace really looks like. We talk about hope, right? Hope coming through Jesus. And yet there are many in this room who struggle with, I mean, we, we hear about a baby being born in a manger and maybe you're wrestling with God still about why you haven't had a child. You have a loved one who you've lost. Maybe there's chronic sickness or pain in your own life. The bills are stacking up. And guys, let's talk. There's people who are like, what is hope? What are you holding on to hope for? We talk about joy and rejoicing and celebrating. And yet there's people in this room who don't know what that feels like either. Because what they know is suffering and sorrow or heartache and misery. When we talk about love, the love of God that has come down, that has come into this world and into our lives. And yet, guys, let's talk. There's many of us in this room who the only idea of love that we've experienced is from people who have hurt us or abandoned us. Sometimes when you pull those covers down, it takes a minute. It takes a while before you can actually see. Do you remember there was a man that Jesus healed who was blind and he rubbed some mud on his eyes and he had him wash it. And then the man could start to see, but things were blurry, right? Now listen, Jesus had healed other people before and he had given them sight before and he had done it like that. And he could have done that again if he wanted to. But for this man, things were kind of blurry. And if he had walked away like that and was like, oh, I can see now, great. But he hadn't seen fully, he would have missed it. 
But instead he goes back to Jesus and he's like, I, I need you still. Listen, for, for many of us, that's the posture we need right now. As we pull those covers down and we see a glimmer of light, but we're still surrounded by darkness and we need to go, Jesus, I need you still. I need to still look to you. I need to still see you. Would you show yourself to me? And so Jesus does this again a second time for this man. And now he sees more clearly. I want to read for us from John chapter one. And we have been hearing about this story in Luke just now about the light of the world coming, Jesus being born into this world. But John tells it a different way. He reminds us back at the very beginning of when God first spoke, let there be light. And using some of the same language from Genesis, this is how John says it. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness. Do you remember what we heard from Isaiah 9? That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. Sometimes that word can also be translated to that darkness has not comprehended it. And I fear that maybe for some of us, we don't comprehend when we see the light of Jesus because again, we're distracted by all these other things going on around us. Sometimes maybe we might think that the light people need to see what's really going to save us is our ideologies or our morals. That if people would just stop doing this thing and start doing this thing, then things will get better. But guys, let's talk. Our salvation, the light we need to see is not in our morals or ideologies. It's not in the, the things that we hold on to in our heads. It's in a person. Jesus spells this out for us. Let's continue our journey through John because in John chapter eight, verse 12, Jesus says this. Jesus spoke to them again. He said, I am the light of the world. Catch that. John started off his account of the gospel, of the good news, his book, saying that the light shone into the darkness. And that light was the word that was there from the very beginning of all things, that he spoke and all things were created. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Guys, let's talk. The only way we're going to clearly see good news is when we look to Jesus. John 12, let's keep going. John 12, verse 35 and 36. Sorry, Patrick, I think I left 35 off of there on the screen. Jesus, he was talking to a crowd and he answered, the light will be with you only a little longer. As he was speaking to a crowd, people asked him, his disciples asked him, hey, what do you mean by the son of man must be lifted up? And his response is, the light will be with you only a little longer. Walk while you have the light so that darkness does not overtake you. The one who walks in darkness doesn't know where he is going. Verse 36, while you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become what? Children of light. Catch what's happening here. Catch what's going on. 
Jesus is the light of the world. And he says, while you see me, he's telling his friends right now, uh, they're not gonna have the light much longer because he knows he is actually going into darkness on their behalf. The one who spoke, let there be light at the beginning of all things, who shone light into the, the darkness of the world as he bore himself here as a human and lived a perfect life and healed people and spoke good news and invited the least and the loft and the lonely. He invited them into his table. That light was going into the depths of the darkness of death. So he says, believe in this light while you see me now. And then you will become children of light. You will become children of light. Jesus said to some of his disciples later on, hey, you believe because you saw. How much more greater is it for those who believe who haven't seen? Listen, let's fix our eyes on the light of Jesus so that we become children of light. And here's, here's this great transformation that happens from people who have been living and fumbling around and stumbling in darkness. As we see the light, as we believe in the light, as we become children of the light, Jesus actually said this of his people in Matthew 5, verse 14. He says, you are the light of the world. Do you see that, that transfer that just happened? Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He's the light that's shown into the darkness, but he calls those who follow him, you, brothers, sisters, church, friends, if you are in Jesus, you are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Imagine that light that it ignites in your room, that small little match that sparks. There's darkness around you, but you see that light. Move toward that light. Grab a hold of that light and then spread that light. We're about to do that with some candles right now. And I want you to imagine that, what that looks like. As we share the light from this candle, this candle does not get extinguished. It keeps burning bright. But the light will spread throughout this room. Listen, you will actually experience hope and peace and joy and love as you look through the light of Jesus and not any of the other distractions around us. And not only that, but as you move toward the light of Jesus and as you begin to share the light of Jesus, Jesus said, you don't put that under a basket. You don't hide it away. You will see and experience the light all the more as you spread the light around you. As the people around you see the light of Christ in you, church, by the way that you love, by the way that you show what Jesus is like. And so we're going to do that. We're going to first go to the table here. We have a table on each side of the room where we take the elements. This is a practice we invite you into if you say, yes, I need the light of Jesus in my life. I know this world needs the light of Jesus. If, if that's something you confess, we'll confess a statement together in a moment that says, Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. And then you're invited to come to the table with us. If you need gluten-free bread, go to that side. But you go and you grab the bread, you dip it in the cup. And what this is saying, it's symbolizing the body of Jesus that was broken for us, the blood of Jesus that was spilled for us, that Jesus himself went into the darkness of death so that he could rescue us from it. 
But then we're not going to stop there because he didn't stay in darkness. And on the third day, the light broke into the darkness once again as that stone was rolled away from the tomb and Jesus rose to new life through the power of the spirit and his body, the same body that was born on Christmas day, walked out of that tomb. And so what you're going to do after you take the elements is you're going to grab a candle and Anthony and I will be standing up here with candles lit from this Christ candle here. And so you'll come into the center and we will light your candle with you. And we'll say, may you carry the light of Christ with you. And you'll go back to your seat. We do have battery powered candles for the littles. And so there's only a few of those. We're asking parents, please use your discernment on which candle to give your kid. Or if they just want to come and share one with you, that's great too. But as you go back to your seat, we'll sing one more song. And we'll hold these candles reminding ourselves, we now carry the light of Christ with us into this world. And then we'll blow them out because we want to be safe, right? Uh, But you can keep the candle and carry that with you. And so let's say this together. Those of us who are in Christ Jesus who say, we need the light of Jesus in order to clearly see in this world. And that light will one day fill all of the earth. We recite this together. We say, Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Come to the table as you're ready.